0: The tavern, tavern in question. question. You were late. You were no, fucking okay. late. In my ears, You're we're always good. fucking late. No bullshit. I'm pressing the it, button. P- press the button. Who are those fellas down at the end of the bar. Those are the McGlynn boys. It's best to just let them be and listen to what they gotta say. Ask if you must, drink if you want, and disregard the rules because this—this this is the the question. It is Thursday night. It must be around 7:30. I'm not going to say it's 7:30 because we seldomly start on time. Uh but that's okay because it's Thursday. So, uh welcome back friends to The Tavern in Question. I'm Ian, that's Josh. We are in separate locations for the first time this season and it's stupid. It like is stupid. big dumb. So big dumb. But that's okay. <laughs> we're we're getting there. We are getting there. Uh for those of you watching the stream, you'll notice that there's a third window tonight. And in that third window is the lovely Lisa Charlotte, my friend. Welcome Hi. to the tavern.
1: Thank you. You guys really did pre-drink, didn't you? Now I Maybe. see why you're always Shit. late.
0: <laughs> I'm feeling a lot of judgment coming from that shirt box right there right now. Um, I don't need that in my life. So uh... I
1: mean, this is my first beer, so <laughs> I got to well, catch up. So-
0: so you're late. We're we're on time. We're we're right where we need to be. Yeah, excellent. So a lot of you folks uh, listening are probably uh, the, the voice is very familiar and the face is probably too for those watching. So Lisa is all over the podcast room for those of you listening. She oh don't you be modest and shake your head. You stop that right now. So uh, if you have not already. Checked out the Sweetberry podcast, which is where I was introduced to Lisa and Ellie and Elise. And it was awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. They are in season two, talking about a bunch of stuff, which I'll let you talk about here in a little bit. Um, also, this year, this fall, we fired up the Cult America podcast. Yes. Which is, a, personally for me, has been a challenge to listen to. But I what we like. love that challenge. Um, I love having... Uh, a lot of my ideas and things, uh, different perspectives brought in. So that's really fantastic. And of course, we're going to have all of the links to everything uh, to go check those out. And we'll we'll talk about the that thing a little bit later.
1: Soon. Yeah, please. No, I love that because you know it's uh it's been really challenging for me as well. I realized that um, living here, I'd stopped talking about America and felt very silenced and um and carl and i would always have these like arguments about stuff and i don't think either of us are right all the time ever but i just think the fact like having the conversations is it needs to happen more i think we're too siloed so Mm -hmm. um yeah i think now we're finding ourselves a bit more we're gonna um get into each other a bit a bit more i think we're kind of tiptoeing around each other a bit before and now uh we're gonna go go in a bit deeper so gonna get good i hope i hope no i don't hope it'll get canceled that's what i'm worried about. uh
0: I, I believe i believe the terminology would be get better i think it's already good <laughs> it's uh and and i was surprised at how carl's ideology right um mm. it, I, I don't know why i was surprised um and i what blew me away that we're gonna just talk about this for now uh the pledge of allegiance yeah. episode right um i was like I, I was floored because i hadn't really thought about it that way right Everybody stands up. Everybody puts their hand over their heart and everybody says the exact same words. Mm -hmm. Super culty, Mm -hmm. super, super culty, right? And then we're indoctrinated to do this, right? I still do it every day, not every day, (laughs) but like every opportunity, like where it comes up, I do it. I say it like it's, it's a thing. So, uh, but the thoughts behind it and to get, you know, uh, somebody who wasn't like brought up with it every single day, Mm -hmm. uh, to bring to light, maybe it's kind of (laughs) weird. You know what I mean? That's weird, but but it's all good. So, oh. awesome. I'm so stoked you're here. Uh, tonight's <laughs> going to be a ton of fun, and, uh, and we're going to have a great time. But I believe we're ready for the news desk, Joshua? Oh, yeah. Let's go. Let's do it. On a flight to England, apparently somebody after having to wear a mask for two fucking years, had some drama about wearing a mask on an airplane. <laughs> I thought we were done kinda talking thought, about this shit. <laughs> kind of thought we were beyond this. So the plane is like halfway to England. Oh. Like it's over the ocean. And this person decides to be an asshole. <laughs> right? That's, it. doesn't make sense to me.
1: That's your uh. news?
0: That's, this is my new story. Yes. A a, nice. An American Airlines flight was turned around mid-Atlantic what? and sent back to the U.S. because some douchebag oh. didn't put a freaking, because of a, a mask. You understand, right? Like, we're, the issue with the story is, is that why, why are we still here? Mm. Why, why is this still a thing? Why are, Why mm. is this still a thing?
1: I do want to Um, just interject here and say that when uh, so it was like September 2020 when I was returning to the US after being stuck in Australia with immigration bans and everything, uh, I had to wear a mask and a face shield, even though I wear glasses also. So I had my glasses, my face shield and a mask for 36 hours.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. Holy shit. uh, No,
1: (laughs) fly to New York via Qatar. Uh, It was like a 36 hour trip. Uh, oh. I couldn't take off my mask at, at any point except, like, in the bathroom, um, like, at the airport. Uh, so it was intense. I slept like that. I mean, I was obviously able to eat, but that's it. So I don't want to hear anybody's fucking complaints. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yes. Amen. London Say is more. very like, close. Oh, it's very close, right? So it took off from Miami. Um The disruptive customer refused to comply with the federal mask requirement. So apparently they thought once they're over international waters, uh, federal mandates don't apply anymore. (laughs) Dumbasses, Right. So the thing turns back around, goes to Miami. Right. And then that passenger gets pulled off, escorted off the plane and then dealt with. The term was the passenger was then dealt with administratively by the American Airlines staff. That person needs to go to jail because legit everybody else on that plane had fucking plans, right? They were going to dinner with somebody mm-hmm. <laughs> and now they're not. Why? Because fucking Jane Doe decided to fucking take her mask off mid-flight and not put it back on. So my, my biggest question is, why did they turn around? Yeah. they awkward. Just like strapped her or down to a
3: chair to. and be like, okay, we'll, we'll deal with your ass when we get there. Like they really felt it necessary to like, uh, yeah, OK, let's turn around. And it's like, no, <laughs> you keep going and then have somebody else like give her to be somebody else's problem because that's that's fucking crazy.
0: That's well, the only thing I could think of is that it because it it dealt with uh, America, like America's like like the federal mandate is like a, like American. So mm-hmm. they can't land in London. And have her get punished in London, right? Mm. They have to get her back to the States so they can freaking slap her wrist and tell her no no bad passenger and then (laughs) go from there. So like I but everybody else on the plane, legitimately everybody else, is getting punished right now Mm -hmm. because one person was an asshole. So what I if I'm the pilot, I'm landing in London, I'm dropping off everybody else except for her, (laughs) right? And then we're going back to Miami. Yep. yep. Oh yeah. i'm gonna hey, be oh petty fuck. you're getting the you're getting both <laughs> flights front to back. <laughs> so so yeah uh and and the issue with that is is that it's it legitimately it is uh it's freaking it's two years later yeah uh the time the time for the nonsense needs to stop the time for the the, the in-flight shenanigans and the the bullshit like get over yourselves it's it's just a thing it's just a thing mm-hmm. you just have to also
1: wear clothes on a plane you know. Very true. Although,
0: <laughs> there's been a couple flights where I see people and I'm like
1: I think I have actually things. worn pajamas on a plane before. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've done that at some point. You know, if it's an overnight flight. You just, you know, go in some pajama pants and take a pillow and Red
0: it. eyes, uh, 36 hour flights. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. Totally. Totally. <laughs> I'm
1: always you. very comfortable on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> the, the
0: little, the little hoppers from like Boston, Logan down to like LaGuardia. It's like, no, put some clothes on. Yeah. And, and also it's winter. Like mm-hmm. what yeah. are mm-hmm. you, what are
3: you doing? Like, <laughs> I think, silly. I think we kind of got to the root of the problem is that they were coming from Florida. So we can assume this, this person, was from florida so it's like that should not be a question of why there was an issue i mean you know anytime something happens and it's bad somehow florida is usually involved in what in one way or another. so i mean are we really that surprised
0: no (laughs) yes yes and no i i mean florida so when the person is from florida it makes sense but like like airline disruption has been like a massive thing over the last year. It's been ridiculous. And I, I think mm-hmm. it's because we just stopped going places for a while. And then we started going places again and forgot how to act. And
1: I think people also forgot how much it sucks. Like yeah. <laughs> true traveling really does suck. And, um, yeah, people, I think people forgot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's I, fair. That is, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for me. We're going to head over to Lisa Charlotte.
1: Oh, okay. So my news, um, I learned this morning on TikTok. So I felt like, you know, I'm going to bring in some woman news, some TikTok news. I'm still trying to be cool, you know. Um, I'm still in the, you know, 24 to 35 year old age bracket for about a few more months um <laughs> it's 20 to 35 right or 20 to 34 I think it's 20 bracket to 30 I was looking yeah, at it the other yeah, day man. and I was like um, yeah you
0: can go like a 16 or 17 year gap it's the same I have thing. I have yeah, just
1: I, I have just like just like a couple months left of being in that bracket and then I'm gonna be in like the 35 to 50 bracket and like that's a that's a really different bracket
0: welcome <laughs> we have snacks it's a great time
1: oh, I believe it I believe it 30s, been, 30's have been great so far um, but, uh, I want to talk about, um, West Elm Caleb. Um, have you guys heard about this at all? No, you, nope. I don't even know if it's Googleable. It's, it's, yeah. it's not even, so basically what it is, I don't even know how it started. Basically some chick was on TikTok talking about this date with this guy called Caleb and a whole bunch of people messaged her and it's like, Oh my God, is it West Elm Caleb? Like the guy from West Elm, like, does he work at West Elm? And she's like. It's not West Elm, Caleb, but so many people have contacted me. What is going on? (laughs) And so all of these women in New York have come out on TikTok being like exactly the same story. They match with this guy on Hinge and then he like love bombed them, which if people don't know is like a narcissist sort of thing that people do, like they'll like be like, oh, I'm in love with you, all this stuff, like when they barely know you. Um, And then like, you know, told them he's deleting Hinge for them and then just ghosted. Uh, he made them all the same playlists too. He had one playlist which he would replicate and put their name on and be like, "I made you this playlist on Spotify."
3: People still do that, <laughs> like a
0: mixtape, right? Dude, Spotify <laughs> playlists are legit.
1: I, I mean, look, I'm here for it, and I think if we were back in the days of like a mix CD, this would work, right? <laughs> they wouldn't know. But the thing is, on Spotify, you can see the other playlists that they made. So of <laughs> called him on it and was like, "Yo." <laughs> you've you've made this with different girls' names before, anyway. And so then one of them figured one of these girls figured out that like she had been in bed with him that morning, and then this other chick had gone on a date with him at three pm that day. And so they've shared his picture, and like it's it's wild. It's the amount of women. I just. I got hooked. I'm never usually into this stuff. And I was just like <laughs> looking up like West, West down Caleb ruggable made an ad dragging West down. that were like, none of our rugs were made by Caleb. So like, just appetizers are getting on. It's great. I love this shit. It's so good. Um, anyway, so it's, it's, it's been a time. And so he's like, apologized to like every chick he's ghosted. And even some chicks who they ghosted him, like, He's apologized with the same copy-pasted message. So now all of these chicks are posting being like, I got this message and all of the other messages were exactly the same. So it's just the drama. He's a, such an average looking 25-year-old dude too. Like all these beautiful women. And I'm just like, what the fuck, man? What are you doing? So that's been my news story of the day.
0: That, is that? <clears throat> I, so I, I, let me first off, say that I am glad I'm not in like the dating game anymore <laughs> because like the dating game today is super fucking scary. Like mm-hmm. the, the the swiping and the, the hinging. No, I don't the, do that. Like, I, Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but the fact that there's like the digital footprint, right. Let's call it that, mm-hmm. right. It's very, well, you could see that shit a mile away. <laughs> so, so did that, like somebody thinks that somebody else isn't going to pick up on that right is phenomenal and also i i kind of like the fact that they're just blasting the shit out of this guy because he's an (laughs) asshole um that's freaking awesome west you said it's west and caleb
1: west elm like the brand west West elm Elm. because he works at west elm and that's what it says on his profile so i their social media team must be having a time like. I don't, I don't know if this is good for them or bad for them. I love how quickly Ruggable had an add up, like within 24 hours, (laughs) Ruggable had an add up being like, none of these were made by Caleb. I'm like, whoever is doing that social media is not paid enough, not Mm -hmm. paid enough. Um, Just incredible, incredible. But yeah, I just think it's great. I think it's great. Like women always are telling each other about like shitty men like in the workplace everywhere like there's always like a little warning and it's just kind of wild to see it done on like tiktok with these women who know nothing about each other and they're like watch out for this guy um anyway it's been amazing <laughs> <laughs> if you want to waste an hour just go on tiktok and look up hashtag west elm caleb and just go through all these videos oh. it's great.
3: Like, I don't need any help wasting any more time on TikTok. Fuck.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's the best app. Like, my sisters made me join, like, really early days before the pandemic. So people were like, what are you doing on TikTok? I'm like, it is honestly such a great app. Like, it's such a good time. I can't believe it's free. TikTok and Twitter all the way. I love them both.
0: Yeah, I I find myself getting lost Mm. uh, in TikTok. And I don't even realize it. Like, you know, I I start like, "Uh, it's... You know, it's five in the morning. I've got all kinds of time. It's no big deal. <laughs> Two and a half hours later, I'm like, son of a bitch. I got like shit to do today. I got to go. It's, so uh, good. yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan. All right. So I will check that out. I, <laughs> I'm a TikTok junkie. So I will, I will definitely check out. I don't follow West you. I,
1: I took a big break from it. Um, I, really oh, I got like three content. videos.
0: I'm not worth following. Yeah, no, there's nothing on there for me.
1: I, I was doing a lot of, um, duets in the pandemic. Because I just wasn't putting myself up there enough with my singing, so I just started singing on TikTok. It was really fun way to pass the time.
0: There's been a lot of folks who have uh, lately have gotten actual like deals with that. Like I've said, well, I say a lot. Um, like three or four of the folks that kind of come through my for you page on a regular mm-hmm. basis. I've recently posted videos of like legit record companies calling them and saying, "Hey, cool. come on down." Let's do this shit. So, I just wanted to do
1: lounge jazz. (laughs) Maybe it could help. I don't want fame and fortune.
0: (laughs) Just just sit, you just want to sit in a lounge with a drink. I just want people to listen to me talk about bullshit all the
1: time. (laughs) Maybe sometimes listen to me sing jazz. Oh, both of those are fine.
0: Hell yes. Fair enough.
1: A beer is exactly what I needed, by the way. I'm feeling better. All right. I, I
0: need to hear your new story. Lisa. Lisa's getting lubed up, so while she's doing that, <laughs> we're going to move over. My, both of you, knock that off right now. Josh, your story. I didn't say anything! <laughs> Alright, so I'm going to start
3: mine off with a question this week. What is the most that you have spent on a piece of jewelry?
1: Uh, I'm like So the wrong person to ask that question (laughs) well
3: that's okay you you can say nothing (laughs) so no like really
1: i don't think i've spent more than like i think the only time i really bought jewelry has been in like when i've been away okay Mm -hmm. i know the answer i made a piece of jewelry um and i still didn't spend much money on it i think it was like 50 or 60 bucks when i first i didn't go overseas until i was um 24. And I I got a coin from every place I went to and then I made it into a bracelet and I got it custom made, but it was still like only sixty bucks. But every okay. piece of nice jewelry I have was a gift. I um and I don't wear much jewelry. I'm not wearing any right now. So. Okay. You both Ian. probably spend way more than me.
3: What have you spent on jewelry? Be honest. Uh, do watches count? Uh eh, jewelry accessory, sure, why not?
0: Okay, like four hundred bucks on a watch,
3: Jesus Christ! <laughs> anyway, anyway, I, so I
0: like I like
3: watches. I don't I
0: what. <laughs> there is a five hundred. The number that's in your story better be way higher than that. Otherwise, this is uh, ah,
3: yeah. very okay. an- very so, anticlimactic. There is a five hundred and fifty-five point five five carat black diamond going on sale. Oh shit. So uh, apparently how these are made is like at least from what I understand it's almost like an asteroid that is compressed down into a diamond. The starting sale for this because I assume it's going for it's either auction or the you know the the lowest number to start is going to be 6.8 million dollars for a rock about this big
1: you could buy a little whiskey with that money
0: right or one really old bottle you could you could buy all the whiskey for that money (laughs) (laughs) you could buy the goddamn distillery or a (laughs) couple of them (laughs) with that money
3: right so uh they talk about how that these uh these diamonds are basically a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and the fact that they take so long for them to actually reach that diamond status, and so once they get there and they have it, and like, okay, so now we got to sell it. And uh, the person who's responsible for the sale was quoted to say, "It uh, its sale represents a once in a lifetime opportunity to acquire one of the rarest billion year old cosmetic uh, cosmic wonders known to humankind." How is that for how is that for a description?
1: <laughs> for me, like if I'm thinking about. Legacy and once in a lifetime opportunities. I just feel like there's a lot of better things I could do with my money. Right. <laughs> like, there's a pandemic. There's a little bit of climate change shit happening right now. I don't know. I just feel like I'd invest my money different.
3: That's that's for right. a,
0: for a rock, <laughs> a rock, right? I mean, I get it's a diamond and it's like from space and all those the wonderful <laughs> things, but it's a fucking you're you're buying a rock.
3: Yeah definitely makes, like, somebody who owns a moon rock less impressive. uh, For (laughs) real.
0: Right? And you can find anything on eBay these days, so you can just go own your own piece of the moon. But, like,
1: You find your father, apparently. (laughs) Uh Nice! I know about your deal Uh, with eBay. Wait,
0: wait, are you my dad?
3: (laughs) But, see, like, I think what still kills me about this is that... Came
0: to the podcast and Found your dad, Josh. Good right. job. Yeah. Um,
3: go what ahead. gets me about this is that somebody's going to buy it. Somebody is going to hawk over that much cash for a rock, and then, in my opinion, as soon as you buy that, you kind of put a nice little target on your back, you know, for theft. I mean, it's like
0: you have to have private security to leave. Like oh, when you yeah. go pick it up. Yeah. How do you that? take
1: it? But like, you couldn't sell that. Like you don't want to steal shit like that. It's not valuable unless you can sell it, and you can't sell something that's so unique. It's a stupid thing to steal. The only reason you steal that is to keep it
0: huh? yeah. for like
1: years, oh. and years, and years. But like it is a rock. But then you as got you it say. for free. You can't. <laughs> you can sell it. You can't sell right. it. Right.
0: So here's the deal. Like I can't sell it for that much. Mm. Right, Josh. What was the? What was the? What was the price again?
1: The starting price.
0: Uh, starting
3: price was and uh, scroll up. Uh, da, 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 uh Six point eight million dollars.
0: Okay, so you're right. I can't sell it for $6.8 million, but you know what I can sell it for? I sell it for $2 million. Somebody's going to buy it for $2 million. Yeah, but they can't I... shit
1: with it. And why are people buying shit like that unless they can splash it around? Like, you can't splash around and you have a stolen piece of fucking jewelry that's clearly stolen.
2: Mm-hmm. But, you know,
3: but if you, you do... To the box for future that's...
1: generations, but like...
3: If you do yeah. steal it, though, and then sell it for $2 million, I mean, you just made 2 million profit, you know, with no overhead and yeah, I mean, you're you're good. <laughs> I mean, but at the same time, I would I would assume something that rare and that hot that sold for that much would be insanely difficult to to legitimately sell. Oh well, fuck, it wouldn't be legitimate if you stole it. So, I mean, you know,
0: still. Well, I mean, it's just like paintings. People buy the the stolen paintings, right? I mean, I mean, people
1: steal artifacts from other countries, as we've extensively talked about in Sweet Bitter. Uh, people also do s- buy freaking allegedly stolen papyri from Oxford University professors. So, I mean, allegedly. And then
0: throw them, <laughs> then throw them in the water to make some student think they found something. Exactly.
1: Shit. People do <laughs> some crazy shit. But there's not quite the same level of scrutiny, I mean, in terms of from the public on like Sappho papyrus, as there is a space diamond, which is how I will refer to it from now on. Space, a space diamond it is the space diamond. Mm. Fair enough. Oh shit! But so, uh, yeah.
0: But you know what's crazy though? Like we got people spending what? What? What's? The, I think it's like five, five or seven million dollars to go up in Jeff Bezos' penis rocket. Yeah. Like. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I I get it. Like space is super cool, and the and space diamonds are super cool, but. Like, seriously, th- there's really nothing else better we can do with our money. <laughs> or you have that much money. Like, that's fuck you money. That's hard. That's, yeah. that's crazy.
3: See, what would be terrible is if this guy, like, buys it. And just as, like, a, a baller move, he's like, you know what? I'm just going to blow it up or send it back into space or do something fucking crazy with it. Just like, you know, hey, I'm going to spend this money on them and get rid of it. It's like, That's what? really just
1: people saying, fuck you. We don't care. <laughs> right? Like, really, just fuck you. And, like, fuck space. Uh, I mean, I say this. I'm wearing a Star Wars t-shirt, and I'm drinking out of a Battlestar Galactica mug, but, like, fuck space.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Unruly Passengers, uh, West Elm Caleb, West Elm and, Caleb. and, uh, and uh, a big-ass space rock diamond. <laughs> space diamond. There we go. The space diamond for millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll do it for our news desk. That'll do it. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Moving on. (laughs) All right, folks, we are at... Hey, bartender. This is where we sit down and we talk about what we're drinking. So tonight, because we are all in three separate locations, we did a BYOB. So we're bringing our own bourbon or booze or whatever. It doesn't matter. So we're all going to start talking about what we're drinking. And uh, uh, let's go with with Lisa. Why don't you start us off tonight? What are you drinking?
1: Well, I am drinking a beer, but I did bring some whiskey because I understood the assignment but it is australian whiskey. <laughs> Starwood. I actually oh. Starwood. I actually I was going to I was going to get a bottle cuz I'm out of the regular Starwood, so I do drink that as my regular and I believe you have some in your bar somewhere. But I was going to buy a bottle. You have two. Yes. That's great. I was going to buy a bottle of the like the regular stuff and then I realized that if I had a whole bottle of Starwood whiskey sitting next to me during this podcast i would probably drink it because i know neither of you are working tomorrow and i do have to do shit tomorrow so i can't do that so this is a one in 4800 bottle i don't know which number it is but you cannot get it in the u.s it is very very uh you know rare it's 48 percent, which is what it's it's double right it's like 96 proof
0: 96 yep
1: yeah Um, And it is matured in dessert wine barrels. So it was bottled in 2020. It was filled in 2016. And so for those of you who don't know about Starwood, that is a whiskey from Australia. It's from Victoria, which is uh, where I lived uh, in my last decade in Australia. And they have a really super cool distillery. And Australian whiskey is just like super interesting um melbourne's a very very climate city so our whiskey ages really quickly so this is like a really like really it tastes like a really aged whiskey even though it's only probably a couple years old um so it's good i mean this is i've got this one and i've got a tawny port um one but i try not to drink them too much which is why they're here <laughs> let's see how my self-resolve goes
0: <laughs> i so i got the Two, two star five. twofold twofold right not super excited about that one
1: no i don't uh, i start what i love you and twofold can be great in some cocktails but it's not my favorite either i, I don't get that one at home usually
0: yep i use that for uh my what's my mules my mm-hmm. uh kentucky mules even though it's not bourbon but it's uh they work really well in there and mm-hmm. then the other one is the uh shit it's in Solera? Michigan right now yes
1: yeah, the Solera is really like that's the best one they have over here um, that you can buy in the store. I like that one.
0: I haven't I haven't messed with that yet. I found <gasps> that in drank Texas. It yet? No, no, and then I'm moving like I'm moving all my bar to Michigan. So like, literally half of my bar is in Michigan right now. I just have what's left here. Oh, behind me, but, uh, that's
1: half your bar. Of course,
0: <laughs> still a lot of. I had fucking to drink whiskey. all
1: of my. I had to drink. I had a like a decent sized amount of whiskey, and I had to drink it all because you can't just take like small amounts of whiskey across the world. So no. obviously, I just had to drink a whole bunch of really nice like Australian Japanese whiskey.
0: That this shelf right here, that's all Japanese.
1: Nice. I, to fan. be honest, I Big think fan. we've spoken about this. I'm not crazy about Japanese whiskey. I think it's fine. But like for the amount that it's now being charged at, like, cause I'm a big, like, I like to have my, I like the value for money aspect too. Like, I don't like to feel like I'm drinking something that's overpriced for what it tastes like. Japanese whiskey is nice that's to drink. Fine. It's easy to drink, but it's not like blow your socks off to drink. And with the amount bottles cost these days, I'm just like not into it. But I had a of 17 year old hero malt and that was very nice. And I finished that before I moved here. Didn't pay money for it. My dad bought it in Japan ages ago. Very reasonable cost, and then it was a reasonable whiskey. We disagree on this point.
0: We do not disagree on this point. I'm just sitting here in jealousy. That's all. Just, <laughs> I'm just gonna be green.
1: <laughs> <sighs> what are you drinking, Joshua. now? Are you gonna, Josh, Joshua? Yeah. Us?
3: I am drinking uh, Green Door Distilleries uh, bourbon whiskey. Finished in Michigan cider barrels. Uh, this one I was under the impression you could only get in their tasting room. So when I saw a bottle of it on the actual shelf in a store, I was like, fuck yes. let's uh, see so here. It's a uh, 90 proof, aged two plus years. Um I've I've had I've had a little bit of it. It um it it's got a good burn to it, but it's it feels a little weak. Like I, I don't know why I was hoping for more, but there's not there's not a whole lot going on. You
0: I mean, said for ninety.
3: Yeah, like I mean, it's got a good burn, but and like you can, oh, right, give me do something. you want to
1: burn?
0: What? I mean, do you want it to burn? A little bit, yeah. I mean, kind of like, like smooth missing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's
1: a <not> good
0: whiskey. <laughs> if it doesn't burn. I mean, it's got burn. We're all bit. at
1: that point now. I just want to feel.
0: I just want to feel
1: again. <laughs> but no, so, I mean, it's- so
0: the new label, Josh, talk to me about the new label because their old label, like they rebranded the whole thing because their bottles used to be oh shorter. Yeah. Uh,
3: um, here, keep going because I'm gonna grab a old bottle for a comparison.
0: Keep going. <laughs> the fuck am I gonna keep going about? What are you doing? Get back to your chair.
1: I actually have a bourbon for once uh, that someone that sent looks- me because I can't. That looks like do-
0: Bibb and watch. Tucker, is it? It is. Someone
1: what? sent it to me. I don't usually drink bourbon, as you know. But I was thinking maybe I'll have to try it later.
0: Uh, You're going to enjoy that one.
1: Are you sure? I'm not, like, I don't really do corn spirits, and I don't really like, I don't, I've never, like, bourbon's a little sweet for me, usually.
0: It's not, it's not heavy. Well, which one is that?
1: It is the age six years, 92 proof, batch number 24. It's not, small batch bourbon whiskey.
0: You may enjoy that.
1: Okay. I'm going to try some later. I bought two whiskey glasses so that I could.
0: Awesome, Josh. Okay, so the labels. Okay, they rebranded. So Talk to us about that.
3: They went through a, uh, a rebranding process uh, within the past.
1: Sorry.
0: Yeah. No, it is red.
1: Yeah, but it's green door. Sorry.
3: Anyway. Yeah. 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 yeah no. <laughs> Don't get me started on this.
0: But yeah. Already, so, they're dumb, Already.
3: So all right. So this is their uh, their new label. When they first started, I actually worked right down the street from them at the time when they first opened up. They were more of something like this, yeah. Definitely more woodsy, foresty, and and a lot of green. Um, I I'm not sure uh, the reasoning behind their their big change, but it's it it was super intense because like I I follow them on Facebook and their social media, and they did a big whole rollout for it, and of course with their uh, their uh, whiskey club that they have one of the things you get is a big key. And if you look at it, one of the big things is it looks like a keyhole. But the label's red.
1: I want to speak to them. Like we're, should... we're, They were in this meeting and they're like, Green Door, that's our brand. That's strong. Mm. Green Door, green bottles, and then they're like, you know red what, label. Go, I'm going to fuck with you here. Let's go with red. Right? What do you think about red? <laughs> we're going to be cold green, we going to be red. It's going to be like one of those puzzles where you have to like say the right thing.
0: Where, I, where, I where are we As going we didn't with have this Bob? to deal like, with
1: in 2022.
0: Right? Somebody had a meeting with the Bobs, right? And then I've got an, <laughs> the a bobs. green red label. <laughs> green I mean, door and, still and, like red label. The whole room was like, that's a great idea. No.
1: Honestly, I saw one of the funniest um, TikToks ever the other day. Since we we're talking about TikTok. And it was about, you know, those, and I can't even remember what they're called at this point. You know, those biscuit tins that everybody has their sewing stuff in everybody has it in there right yes and it was like a pitch meeting for that and they're like so what are we gonna wrap it in and they're like throwing out all these years and someone's like wait i've got it i've got it tins and they're like tins he's like but it's not it's not for the biscuits it's for what they use after and it's like this whole thing about like (laughs) But, like, what's wild to me is, so like, my roommate's from Zambia, like, my best friend's from, like, North Carolina. Like, all of my friends are from all different places around the world. Everybody has sewing stuff in those tins. Every culture. Everyone in America. Everyone in fucking Zambia. Everyone in Australia. Like, every it's – like, it's, like, the uniting thing about people is that everybody sees those tins and they're like, sewing kit, let's go. Specifically <laughs> sewing stuff. Anyway. Sorry. I was just thinking who, about. Who would have known? Eating. The
0: cookies are total shit, right? No, <laughs> like, like, I honestly,
1: <laughs> migra- I never, I never expect cookies to be in those boxes. Ever. Always doing stuff.
3: Now, if, if you want to go one step further with the label, the letters that spell out green door are in white on a red label. There's no fucking green in here. There's e- no e- green. Except, except for, the for hang on, hang on. Except for here. This little strip here. This is green.
1: Christmas? <laughs> is that what it is? Is it Christmas?
3: Uh, if Next. I... It's it's tasty. Let, let me just say that. And the fact that, you know, I couldn't get it anywhere else without going to their room. I, I was going to grab it. Tasty? Okay, so.
0: What? It's tasty. <laughs> okay, it's what, do you for si- me. You sipping fucking Kool-Aid over there, guy? Like, what? No. <laughs>
1: Tasty's a perfectly fine descriptor.
3: Thank you. Fuck hey, you. Don't don't <laughs> defend him.
1: <laughs> we, we don't have to say more than that. I don't like doing tasting notes on whiskey. I've told you this before. Yes, you like to be to like I you. like it. I don't like it. This is why I think I like it. This is why I don't think I like it. I don't know what the fuck I'm tasting, I just like it. That's it. I haven't got time. I I
3: For will real. be interested to see what this tastes like because I like this is my first pour out of this bottle. So I'll be interested to see what it's like in the next week or so.
1: Or like a few drinks from now. Oh
3: yeah, Everything's yeah, He's gonna, gonna
0: love it. He's gonna love it here in a little bit. Everything's he's gonna exactly taste gonna great. So uh, I, Josh, I saw your red label. I figured I would uh, dress to match. Um, so I grabbed the only red label off of my bar tonight. I am drinking the Weller uh, Antique 107. This comes. Uh, this is a Sazerac company. Comes out of the Buffalo Trace Distillery. Sits at uh, 107 proof, as the label says uh weller they're one of the older names in whiskey the uh bourbon very much a bourbon uh and it is wonderful it's in that like that sweet spot for proof and it's just like mm. just kind of dances in your mouth just gently and beautifully and then uh oh see that's how you... we was
1: supposed to describe it hey and then I, yeah, and then
0: it lets you then he lets you know that it's freaking whiskey and it just like lights everything on fire and it's like <laughs> yes this is awesome <laughs> So this is uh, this is gr- this is good stuff. And thank I you for am, uh,
1: both uh, saying specifically bourbon, because as you know, bourbon is a specific type of whiskey to me. Whiskey for me is Scotch style whiskey. So
0: it is mm-hmm. the single malt, generally mm-hmm. uh, barley, and mm-hmm. uh, so I got a bottle of Bren. Which one? Uh, after your uh, oh, I don't remember which one? The Tenure. It's French.
1: Yes. Uh, the Amaric. It's it's by uh, that's by the same people though. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a good like. That's a good like on your whiskey shelf whiskey. I used to give that to people who weren't whiskey drinkers. Not that Amaret isn't great, but French whiskey is great for people who think they don't drink whiskey.
0: Lots of wine influence.
1: Mm-hmm. It's very cognac. y Yes. Mm.
0: Yes. That's yeah. Like even I my but, uh, um,
1: my stepmom doesn't drink whiskey at all. I've given her French whiskey and she's enjoyed it.
0: Hmm. Excellent. I, I was surprised um, mm. almost a brandy ish mm. uh, and I'm not a big brandy drinker like I it it's kind of like whiskey but you could definitely taste like the grape influence because it's made from that but mm. it's uh but yeah but there was a lot of that that influence in there and uh it was again it was delicate and that's where I for scotches for me mm. a lot of scotches I have that like that note it's a it's a delicate whiskey you know, bourbons are like Americans, they're abusive and, uh, you know, abrasive and they'd smack you around a little bit. And then, you know, they tell you, they love you and off you go. And, um, but like, <laughs> okay.
1: <West> Ham, Caleb. <laughs> oh.
0: There we go. There...
1: <laughs> I do. Look, I don't mind American whiskey and I have always been a proponent of drinking local. I have a lot of Starwood because my friend works for a Starwood and, and she, and I, sometimes I help around. She throws me a bottle of whiskey. She's not, a, she's not Australian. So sometimes I just come with her and like, speak in an Australian accent and people like whoa like (laughs) offer legitimacy to her brand um you know she's like I'm not but look I brought one with me this one's Australian she can speak to you in the accent people like cool just keep keep talking to me I'm like I don't know that much about this whiskey and they're like that's fine just say things um so that's fine (laughs) so I have a bit of sour at home but generally I do try to drink local and I do like rye like I do love a rye whiskey um if we're talking about American whiskey I'm a big fan
0: have you hopped over to the Kings County distillery and tried? to have
1: rye? I love Kings County distillery but I haven't been for a hot minute I think the last time I was there was like three years ago but I do see but most of places where you can buy it that's not the distillery itself they always just sell the bourbons they very rarely sell the rye so I think you have to go there to get the rye but yes I do like Kings County they're great
0: yeah my local store here in Mass uh like did a single barrel selection from them love mm. them so they have a great selection and they got a 750 of the Empire Rye so I, nice. I snapped that up quick it's so good
1: They don't do that many so 750 good. bottles
0: No they don't Their bottles are great cuz they're like the little medicine looking mm-hmm. bottles with the old school labels that are just fantastic It's a great Collins it's a great amazing. spot
1: Have yeah. you been there in person to the distillery?
0: Uh four times. Okay. I've done the tour four <laughs> times. Yeah. I like lo- no it's one of my favorite distilleries.
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's sort oh, of in that part it, of Brooklyn that's like less easy for me to get to from where I've lived. You know, like there's only really one train that runs all the way through Brooklyn and then there's like it, i I don't take I haven't taken buses and then I was kind of too poor to take cabs. So like now now I could probably, you know, grab a cab down there and, and go check it out again.
0: You mm. should. It's awesome. One of my favorites. Big fan. Big fan. All right, friends. Well, I think mm. that's gonna wrap it up for Hey Bartender. Nice. What comes I also in? think that's the first time I've said that without tripping over myself. I know, but then you had to wrap it up with the not tripping
3: over yourself part. You should have just gone with it. But, yeah, I
0: just you know, whatever. You're being super rude, Josh. I don't, <laughs> I don't need your shit tonight. Uh, <clears throat> so, we're going to move on over to At the Bar and, uh, and talk about some other stuff. So, Bubba. Let's go. All right, friends, we are at the bar tonight. We are talking about bar culture. So, uh, Lisa, one of the many things, uh, apart from being a podcaster and singer and freaking small business, like... Work. uh, Yeah, like, I don't, like... Anyway. It's okay, no one
1: knows what I do. And it really isn't that complicated, but, like, yeah, (laughs) sure.
0: So, like, promotion, I guess, would be, like... Right.
1: Mm, I, I no. work for a small foreign market entry strategy firm. So basically, I help businesses move from country to country, but just between Australia, the U.S., and the U.K. and China. Which I don't really deal with China. I did, my boss used to live in China, but it's really just me and my um like who I call my boss. He doesn't really like to be called my boss because he's a year older than me and we're friends. But it's just really the two of us, and then we have a couple of like contractors who come in. Um, but our biggest client is, uh, an Australian university. So mostly I just go and hang out with alumni and like run really cool events and just like have a few glasses of wine. Let's just call it that community and events person, I guess.
3: And that's way cooler than my job. Holy shit. (laughs) I'm just going to throw that out there. I,
0: I fold nylon and shove it in a bag over and over and over. (laughs) over So yeah, no, you're, you're winning Lisa. Good job. Um, so but one of the many things that you've done is you have uh, you started and ran a whiskey club in Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have bartended quite often. Yes. So, uh, so when we talk about bar culture, like we're going to open up, uh, I want to talk about like um, our own experiences, what we see, what we observe, and then how we have watched it change over time, mm. and the things that we have seen and and maybe observed uh, from when we first started to where we now, now, you know, for those of us in the, uh, what did you call it? The 36 to 45 range? Yeah. Josh, 36 to 50. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Don't shake that off, Josh. I ain't, I ain't there yet, man. You don't look a day over 47. You're fine. Don't worry about it. (laughs) So, uh, so we're going to talk about that. So as I've never been behind the bar, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I've only been on the other side. So from behind the bar, um talk to us about your initial so when you started mm-hmm. um you started slinging beers and all that stuff what what was your experience
1: yeah so i've had a very interesting bar career so in australia the legal drinking age is 18 i feel like we should get that out of the way first so well like most places in the world so i started working at a bar when i was 18. So my dad, um, like ran a supermarket. So I had like, when I was like 18, I had like five years of retail experience. So I was pretty like well-placed to get a job. And you know, I was 18, I was blonde. I have big boobs. They just gave me a bar job as opposed to all of the fucking other like dudes who were like bar backing for years. They were like, yeah, we'll put you out there. Like you can, can you pour a beer? I'm like, yeah, I can pour a beer. They're like, cool. You got this. And, like, all the retail skills and stuff, like, transferred over very well. So, like, everything else was fine. And I am actually, thankfully, a pretty good bartender and very capable person, which a lot of, uh, you know, blonde-haired, big-boobed 18-year-olds are not. Um, But so I started out working in this place in Australia called the London Tavern, and um, that was, like, I mean, I used to go there, too. It was, like, a uni bar. It was, like, quite close to all of the universities, and um, I don't know pretty crazy and then i very quickly moved on to this other place and that was kind of insane because i was working with a whole bunch of people who were like always coked out of their minds the owner was like running a drug dealing cartel
0: in the business
1: so like i was just basically running a bar at the age of 18 because no one else could handle anything like the security couldn't handle anything i took a guy out of the bar by his ear once i was like i am (laughs) having this shit I grabbed him by the ear and I dragged his ass out of a bar. So Uh I have had, like, I've worked at nightclubs, in beach towns, in Queensland. I used to work at a Mexican restaurant that was like, it's like 120 people. I was the only bartender. The boss used to stop service for us to drink tequila. One time I came in sick and he, and it's again, a lot of people on drugs. So like, I was the sober one, but like, I wasn't sober. I was just a lot more sensible than everybody else. (laughs) Um, one time I, uh, sorry, this is really all very explicit and not safe for work. One time I, uh, I came in and I was feeling kind of unwell and I was like, Hey, I'm just feeling a little under the weather. And he's like, I lined up some Coke for you in the bathroom. And I'm like, that's not, that's not what I was asking for at all. So that was that. And then I sort of bumped around in Melbourne at a lot of, so I also am a barista. I can also waitress. I can also host. So I bumped around doing a lot of things. I had like a spell of doing cocktail making, working at some high-end cocktail places and speakeasies. Um, in terms of New York, I haven't really bartended here. I mostly did. Oh, that's not true. My first job in New York was bartending, but it was at a cafe. So I was like running the bar at a cafe. And so I was like making cocktails and whatnot. Um, but that's a different environment because like we closed at five. So it was never really getting like too crazy. Um, And it was very limited bar seating. And then, yeah, now I'm sort of out of that. But then also, as you said, like, I had a friend who started a whiskey club. I helped her start it. Definitely like her brainchild, uh, which was really about like, I guess, the toxicity of the whiskey, whiskey tasting movement, which is very discriminatory against like lower socioeconomic people. Women, whatnot, um, and also just kind of dumb. Like I've had arguments with men at bars who were like, like for example, with Starwood's uh, old. So Starwood was a newer, younger brand in Australia. But one of the things that they had as their like ethos was to be an affordable whiskey, like for the people. They didn't mm. want to like. So a lot of Australian whiskeys have kind of gone this way, where it's like crazy expensive. No one can buy it because it's so small, uh, so it's such a small batch. And they were like, we don't want to do that. And so. You know, I'd have this like American guy come in and be like, "Hey, give me a good whiskey," and I'm like, "Yeah, try this one. It's like locally made." Get the check at the end. He'd be like, "That was that's not expensive enough to be good." And I'm like, "You're a fucking dumbass. Like, it's if it, it, just say you don't know shit about whiskey. Just say it. Like, if you think that it has to be expensive to be good, like you know fucking nothing. Like nothing at all." So it's been interesting. I'm often the only woman working at the bar. There's definitely like fuck loads of sexism. You do the worst fucking things, especially if you're the only woman. Every time someone throws up in the bathroom, it's on you to fucking clean it. So I have like, oh, hell no. With my hands.
3: Oh, no. it
1: Out of sinks. No, but like, you don't tip nope. the bartenders enough. But in Australia, also, we get. Hold paid on. Can we? Hold on hold on, hold on. hold on.
0: Hold on. I, I need a clarification point. Please tell me you didn't just say that. You went to clean up puke in the bathroom and then just came back and work at the bar.
1: No, you, of course, I washed my fucking hands. you your fucking She's already at the had to sink. <laughs> they don't have a cleaner. I mean,
0: if you clean the bathroom, with, like you clean vomit up in the bathroom, you're done for the night. You're not no, going back to the bar no, you oh, go home, only. take a because shower. I feel
1: like that means you should be done for the night. But that's the thing I <laughs> think that's really different between Australia and the U.S. And I found this really interesting when I'm speaking. Okay, I say the U.S., I mean, New York, because I don't have experience working in bars in other places, but in New York, it's very hierarchical. So like you have like a bar back, you have a, um, like a porter, you have a cocktail waitress and whatever. In Australia, you just kind of do everything. So like we don't really, unless you're in a really, really, really busy cocktail bar, you don't have a bar back. Um, you might have like a, what we call a glassy, which is like basically a porter for a bar. Um, and so in Australia you just kind of do everything, and then you come here and it's like, oh no, that's not our job. Like that's like a porter job. That's like that job. Um, so I think that's really interesting. And and I I did some hiring of bar staff here, and people just stay in that one thing. It's like barbacks don't work their way out. They're barbacks. Porters don't work their way out. They're porters. Like it's just like that's how it is. And I think that's really interesting. Because in Australia like you would a, sort of start almost like a
0: caste like, system. Huh. Like a caste system. Yeah.
1: In hospitality here, it's fully a caste system. It's like, this is what you are now. Whereas in Australia, it's like, when you start, it's pretty customary. Like, oh, well, you just started here. So you're just going to be doing, like, you're just going to be running um, food, for example, as a waitress. And then and then you'll, like, maybe get a couple of tables. And then, like, you'll get more tables. And then maybe you'll run the pass. And then maybe you'll do hosting. And then they might train you up behind the bar. But it's, like, always, like, it's always, like, you have somewhere else to go if you're staying in the industry. Whereas here it's like, I would see people with like 10 years of experience as a porter. And I'm like, why is no one training this person as a waiter? You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. it's a lot of racism as well. Like it's specific types, like specific types of immigrants are doing specific types of jobs, but it's, it's pretty ridiculous. And women bartenders aren't as common here either. Well, in my experience, it was sort of like most places I worked predominantly men behind the bar, which is also hmm. true in Australia, but like, it's stupid. Especially with, like, a lot of the, like, dive bars, they'll be like, oh, women can't be here alone at night. And I'm like, I've been closing up fucking spaces since I was, give them, like, a fucking (laughs) cab stipend or something. Like, it's fine. The amount of men who are can see you. I can
0: see you saying, like, bitch, try me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) On a real note, you absolutely don't want to fuck with me if I'm behind the bar. Like I, I cast out a guy so badly once that the guy after him gave me a $50 tip. And this is in Australia where people do not tip. This guy had been like pushing in front of everybody. And I was like, yo, I know exactly who the fuck is next. And if you keep waving your fucking money at me, you are last. Like every time you do this, you're last. And then the next guy was like, that was awesome. And just like gave me 50 bucks. I was like, (laughs) that's from my side of the bar that's from the other side of the bar which i am no longer on thank goodness uh (laughs) it kind of always stays with you it's a it's definitely i think everyone truthfully should have to do it at some point in their lives because it's really truthfully and like i say this like you know i have an office job or whatever now i've worked a lot across a lot of different things i've studied a lot of different things with a lot of different types of people i have like a like you know, I have a very good academic IQ or whatever. And like, honestly, I would have people who are like training to be doctors and engineers who absolutely cannot bartend to save their lives. The amount of like multitasking and customer service and all of this shit that you have to do all at once whilst also being like super polite. And like, you can lose your job like that. Like I lost Mm -hmm. a job in New York City because the owner's wife's friend came in. I was bartending. The host had stepped out. I very rascally like I quickly sat them because I was like oh I don't want them to wait by the door this isn't my job but I'm gonna go and just like make sure they're sat down and then the waiter can come over and whatever and I was like hey I'm just behind the bar but like why don't I just sit you somewhere and a waitress will be with you soon or whatever and um they took a photo of me sent it to my boss and I got fired at Christmas because I wasn't friendly enough
0: they took a photo of
1: you Mm -hmm. and that's the thing is I would never there's no way I could ever be fired from my job for something that like once often, whatever, ever in any other job I've had outside of customer service, the amount of power that is given to, especially at bad companies to Yelp reviews. And they were paying me like $8 an hour. I had to pay for my own meals. Like, I mean, I was making a lot more, obviously I was getting a lot of tips, but the amount the company was paying me and I'm just like, this is fucked.
0: That's so one of the things that I can't stand about, uh, and bartending, food service industry, that stuff, how grossly they are paid um, for the bullshit that they have to deal with. And the thing that Uh, makes me
1: mad is that I don't think people know And I'm going to interrupt you and say, and then I'm going to let you
0: speak. No, (laughs) no, no, no. no,
1: But when you're talking about this, what I think is really interesting that most people, so there's a minimum wage, right? So the minimum wage in New York is $15. But if you're a tipped employee, your employer only has to pay you $10 if you get tipped at least $5 an hour. So if you're working somewhere like as a barista, for example, and you're getting $5 an hour, all those tips are doing is subsidizing the employer. And so it's it's fine for me. Like my first job, we were making like $40 an hour because it was like a bougie-ass place in Tribeca, brunch place, people. Like it was, it was high turnover. We had a lot of money. But if you're working like I've worked at like as a barista at like small cafe, like storefronts, you're literally just subsidizing the employer. Like they're only paying me $10. I'm still getting $15. But the extra money comes from the, the people who are tipping. And I think that's such bullshit. And I think not enough people know that because that's mm. maddening. Anyway, continue.
0: You, you, you got it. <laughs> I'm just you, you. Yep.
1: Minimum wage in Australia is like 20, $25 an hour minimum wage. But here's what's interesting. And here is what Americans also. I don't know why no one has thought this through. In Australia, you don't make full minimum wage until you're 21. So you can start working when you're 14 and each year you get a pay increase, like you get a percentage of minimum wage. So say you're 14, you're very new, you're learning whatever. If you're not someone like me who's being exploited by my parents, you would make like say 40%. I mean, no, I, my parents did a lot for me. I just like to say it. It sounds fun. Like I loved working <laughs> for my dad, but like, I, let's Sorry, that. I
0: reacted, but I know I, it just- Well, it the reason I worked for my yeah. dad is
1: because you also have to pay people t- uh, two and a half times on Sundays. And so dad just got his kids to work that shift for free. Um, it Saved him fuck loads. But you would get like, so when you're 14 or whatever, when you first start working, you make like, I don't know, 30, 40% and then like every year it goes up 10%. So like when you're 20, you're making 90%. And I think there's some like caveat if you've been working at a company for a certain amount of time, you get minimum wage earlier or whatever. But basically, so instead of, because like the argument that's made here all the time is like, oh, but like, what about the kids who like want to get work experience? And it's like, yeah, Australia really solved that problem. We just like every year, you make more of a percentage of the minimum wage and then there's a fair minimum wage for adults. Hmm. Anyway. Which... uh... (sighs) It's a really good system.
0: Like it's like, I, no, I'm I'm, it you, I'm with you. Incentivizes employers <laughs>
1: to like yeah, no, no. Hire young I'm
0: people. <clears throat> totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. And, and the system that's here, uh, for folks in in the food and beverage industry is fucking terrible. Uh, in food service, it is oh. it is absolutely horrible. Like it's um and and even now, like more so. What? Well, let's just look at the last two years. Those people are essential workers, right? <laughs> And what are, what are they getting paid? They're getting paid fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a less than livable wage. And that's, that's horseshit. That's total horseshit. Um, and so like, I'm, I'm with you. And that's one of the things I, I can't stand about the, the food service industry and stuff like that. And that's, and, and then you've got the folks that share tips. So you get the waitress, you get the bartender, you get a bartender that has literally served a hundred people across the bar in one night and they've got to split that jar with the fucking, the dude that brought up ice from the basement, the fucking <laughs> dude that washed the dishes. I actually love shared right? tip systems, yeah. I will say. And,
1: I actually really prefer them. I think that it makes for a better working environment, because, uh, yeah, I worked, I've worked with shared tips and non-shared tips, and definitely, like, as, and I mean, I think people get, like, mad about it, but ultimately, and, like, I'm someone who does get tipped well. Like, I'm pretty fucking good at my job, but at the end of the day, like, I've been in situations as a customer, for example, where like someone's been like, oh, well I'm finishing out. So I'm gonna do this. And I'm like, I truthfully couldn't give a shit. You're actually making my experience as a customer worse. But not only that, I feel like people are less inclined to help each other when they're working for themselves, but you actually need to work as a team. But maybe that's like my cultural instinct because I'm used to being like, because we have higher uh, higher minimum wage and less of a tip culture, Australia definitely has like a smaller teams that work more effectively together. And working in places here where that's not the case, it creates, like, a less fun work environment. But I see what you're saying because you're American, and that's how you would think. And so I get you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: did, did you just call me American? I did.
1: <laughs> if you take that, it as an insult, of... you're not patriotic.
0: Yeah. Uh... See, basically,
3: that was like a. With all due respect, I'm about to insult you right now. <laughs> hey, Ian, go fuck
0: yourself! All right. <laughs> Bing bong. Um,
1: I mean each each to their own. I do like a shared tip system because it means uh. if you have a bad night, someone else has a good night. If you have a good night, someone else has a bad night. I don't know. It's kind of nice. You're kind of in the trenches no. together a bit more, and that's that's sort of like what I like. I get I don't,
0: you. I get you.
1: You're dealing with enough shit from the customers. You don't need animosity or like competition between staff as well, you know. Yeah, yeah. and
0: I I appreciate like your like your mentality and your thoughts behind that. Like, I, I really do. Mm. Um, I, it, it, because you I don't want to I don't, I don't have them. Right? No, I and that's why I can appreciate them with you because I don't I don't have them. I'd be like, man, I just fucking busted my ass with all of these people, and now I've got to give up like uh half of my wage to But that's because you
1: never worked at a bar where you relied on those people because i know as someone who's had to worked in very small bars where i've had to do everything myself i know how much easier my job is when i don't have to do that shit when i don't have to clear glasses when i don't have to do dishes when i don't have to do any of that i've worked in cocktail bars where i've had to do my own dishes like it's a lot of work and it all like makes things better when you can all do it together and I just, and, and that, so like, that makes my job and my life easier. It's shit that I don't want to okay. do. And so like, I'm super happy to hand over part of my tips to them.
0: And that's right. Again, I've never done it. So, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to default to you. So but let's, okay. So let's, let's flip sides of the bar. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, and let's talk about what we have seen, uh, in other, like, uh, over time. Let's do Let's talk about what we've seen over time. Um, so bars have always been that weird social experiment, right? Where people get like super courageous or they get super (laughs) sad. That's fucking weird. Right. Um, no, no, dude. Like I'm telling you, you see the dude like down at the end of the bar taking shots of whiskey, that motherfucker needs a hug. Like he's dealing with some shit. You know what I mean? Like it's, you don't shoot that Yeah. Um, so over time, Josh, talk to me. Uh, from when you first started going to bars, you know, at the age of 21, you know, about 17 years ago, uh, to where you are now?
3: Uh, shortly after 21, I was going to regular, like, it regular. One bar in particular, uh, to the point where, like, especially like Saturday nights, they would hold a booth for my wife and I. So, like, we would, like, we'd walk in and be like, hey, uh, do you guys, uh, do you guys want your booth? And you're like, yeah, if it's open, they're like, they'd peek over, like, yeah, these folks are about to leave anyway, so, you know, we'll we'll get we'll get them to go. And so we're like, oh, sweet. So then we realized, like, maybe we're drinking too much, you know. But, I mean, like, so we always – it was always uh, just, like, kind of a quiet thing. Uh, some of the bars, like, more recently uh, uh, in Kalamazoo, uh, my wife and I's favorite to-go spot shut down during COVID, like, officially closed its doors because every weekend they had live music – it was right downtown. It was a really cool spot, and it was it was just a great time. And and then it kind of went away, and so now we're still we're still in the search for our our go to spot, which is hard, but it, it's always been one place or another. I I've never really jumped from like bar to bar. If I go to a place and I enjoy the atmosphere, the drinks, the people that work there. I'm I'm just gonna go there, you know? It's it's never I've never been one to, to
0: hop around. Okay, so but talk to me about your observations, right? So what do you what do you see when you're there, when you're at the bar? We like and and I love bars because of the like people watching. Mm-hmm. Um just being able to observe all kinds of different people in all kinds of different ways. So going to bars and I've been in bars from the the swanky like Pretty ones in New York. Swid in what? We're gonna edit all this out. Don't my lips are getting heavy. You just what the fuck (laughs) was that? (laughs) Uh, Let's let's name drop Uh, the Brandy Library in uh, in downtown. Right, Um, fucking amazing place. Go to that if you are in New York City. Go to the Brandy Library. Period. Um, and then um, Sloppy Joe's in fucking Key West. Right, Um, Irish Kevin's also Key West. Uh, the, uh, what was it? The townhouse, Manitou Springs, Colorado. Right. Uh, so you, crazy variety. Mm. Um, and what's so amazing is the people watching in those, how very different, uh, you know, like the kind of fancy at the Brandy library. So everybody's like, like you've got whiskey sippers and you've got people like in very well dressed. And then, you know, you go to fucking Irish Kevin's and it's flip-flops and the music, like the guy singing, like playing guitar and singing on the stage yells at people as they come in the door. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? Fuckers? Get out of here. You know what I mean? Like, Whoa. Yeah. So that's what I'm talking about. So different types of things that you have observed and have those things changed, uh, from when you started to, to now. Or are you just wrapped up in a booth with your wife and you have no idea? <laughs> well, for
3: uh for a chunk of time, yes, it was very much just wrapped up in a booth. And like and I always enjoy the the atmosphere of a bar, like the sounds that are going on outside of the conversation I may be having with the person in front of me. Because there there's always something going on. And like so it'll kind of just be like a, a general just noise, and then there'll be a pop of hey! You know, everybody gets excited and it's like, oh, what's what's going on? Um, But as you know, as I go on and and maybe this is more COVID stuff, because honestly, I don't have a whole lot of recollection before COVID with bars anymore. It's just it's very just mellow because everybody's so fucking spread out (laughs) and it's like people can't be close together anymore because like that there are some times where that was the best thing where like, I'm not a huge people person and I don't like crowds. The only time I could tolerate crowds is in a busy bar. So like, if I have to like wiggle my way up to the bar, I was okay with that because it, it came with whatever we were doing that that's what you expected to have happen, you know? And, and, but now you can just walk right up to a bar and there's nobody for, you know, six feet or whatever the fuck. It is like, come on, come here. I don't know you, but I and want to rub up against you. Come here. You know, and, right. and they get real there's weird There's plastic about dividers everywhere, <laughs> every Right? Yeah.
0: Down the bar. Right.
3: Mm. So it's, it, it's definitely different, but like a part of that is because of what's been going on. But then a part of that is just, I, fuck, I, I don't want to say it, but I think it's just age. But at the same time, I was never like... Huge in like the bar scene, like hmm. I had, I had very few places that I would regularly go to. If it wasn't this place, if I wasn't going to this place, I was going to this place. Like that was it. Other than that, like everybody was like, "Oh, hey, go here." It's like, "Oh, uh, okay," <laughs> and and of course I'd get there and I'd be like, "Okay, this place sucks." And all right, I'm gonna go to my place. All right, so see you later. You know, and it's just. It, whenever I found like comfort somewhere, that that's where I was gonna be.
0: Lisa Alice seems to be your your happy place. Is that your is that your regular? Would you yeah. call? Are you a regular there?
1: I have a few regulars. Alice, I is just I don't usually post at bars, but my friend's bartending there and like a lot of his, they've like asked him to like do more social media. He's a really great bartender, so I post a lot at Alice because every time I go to Alice, I post because I post for my friend Corey, who's like an amazing bartender and artist. And I post for him because I'm being a supportive friend. Um, And it is a great, it is a great spot. It's just, it's like not my usual. Like I, I'm a very dive barry, but dive bar with a good selection of alcohol person.
2: Yeah, I really like
1: to sit at a bar. Um, I really like Corey as a conversationalist. And Like the whole team at Alice are really nice, Um, but it definitely is like, not my crowd necessarily though i do okay. like really I they have amazing food they have some of the best food that i've had in new york so i do like i'll like go there after work and have some scallops and like a couple cocktails and they're very aperitify and whatever um i've had like a couple of like regular dive bar spots that i like i have a, had a bar that um when i first came to new york like six years ago i think and I have a regular bar I've been going to since I came. So I have a regular like dive bar on East side. I have a regular um, piano karaoke bar where I go to sing. And then I go to Alice. And then it's mostly just those three, to be honest. I don't think there's anywhere else that I really frequent. But I'm sort of the same as Josh. Like I, I, I don't I like to go where I'm a regular. I don't like to like look around a lot. Um I like to go to burlesque shows. And so that's yes. really fun. But if i find a bar particularly because i like to sit at a bar and just like if i can find a place where the staff make me feel comfortable and i'm sort of mostly left alone because like being a woman and being someone who likes to go to a bar by yourself like it's not like i'm like you know crazy glamorous or anything but like it doesn't really matter like men always want to harass you so if i can find (laughs) a bar that i can go to that has the environment where i can actually sit at the bar and like maybe have a conversation with someone and maybe not have a conversation and be left alone either way then i'm good with that. So that's like what i look for. And actually my regular bar here um that changed in covid because the clientele changed and it got a lot more um there were a lot more men going and it got a lot more like like i was often the only woman there and It wasn't as like, well, policed because they were just happy to have customers because of COVID and all this shit. And like, I've had like issues with my regular bar where I used to feel really safe and I no longer feel super safe. So I stopped going there so much. Um, That sucks. And like, I know the owner and I like spoken to him about it, but it's just like not a, you know, point of priority. So that's for me what I look for. Like I, I, my dad was like, he has his regular pub. Like, I feel like that's just like my what I grew up with. I, I'm a real regular person. I like my regular places. When I was in Australia, um stuck there with COVID, I actually like the supermarket down the road. So I was staying at my old roommate owned our apartment. So I stayed there for the first month or two because it was empty because of COVID. And the guys down the road, like they still knew me. I hadn't been I hadn't been back for like two years. And they were like, oh yeah, Lisa, like we remember you. You're one of our first customers. Like I love that shit. Like My dad built his businesses on that shit. Like, I love a good regular bar. I like to come in and people know what I'm going to order. Like, I like to know what to expect. I like, and I also, I think it's because I, I like to want to go out when I want to go out and I don't like sometimes when you make plans and you don't want to really do it. But like, sometimes (laughs) I just really want to go somewhere and I don't want to have to like find someone to go with. So I want to go to a place where I know there's going to be like a few people that I know all the time. And I can just be like, hey, I can just rock up by myself. I love going out by myself. So I'm, I'm a real loner, aren't I? When I think about it. <laughs> I <laughs> I'm really so like, I just want to go out I, on my own terms by myself and sit at a bar and be left the fuck alone. And if I can find a place I can do that, then we're good. Okay?
0: Bitch, I'm a drink and you're just going to stop
1: talking. <laughs> exactly. <And> then, <laughs> leave me the fuck space. alone. Leave me the
0: fuck alone.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, but that's the thing I missed in COVID was just sitting in a bar by myself. It wasn't even that... like it wasn't even speaking to people it was like i missed and even when it first came back remember and you couldn't sit at the bar you go in but you couldn't sit at the bar and i was like i was like it's so fucking close i could see it
0: (laughs) (laughs) i could sneak sneak over there nobody would know
1: i I love the brandy library and those guys are super nice i met them through starwood actually but um i don't go there very often it's a bit it's a bit swanky for me (laughs)
0: It it was super swanky, but let me attest to this mm. uh, for everybody that's listening uh, in podcast land and and on the stream. Um, so the personality that is Lisa Charlotte when she enters into a bar, right, um, <laughs> immediately has like seven best friends. Um, she literally knows everybody. At one point in time, the owner of the Brandy Library comes <laughs> up and he's like, "Lisa, hey!" Really and I'm nice. like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and then he turns and he's like, "Oh, what do you want? What are you drinking?" Like it was. It, so yes, uh, somebody who's got like the 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 bar personality figured out. I understand you totally <laughs> want to be alone, but however, uh, charismatic, uh, magnetic, I guess would be uh, would be better terms uh, in my observation. Oh, I'm blushing. Uh, no, oh the only stopping. one you're, I want to be. You're not. You're not. She's <laughs> not really. Can be a real people. bitch. Let yeah, me yeah, tell yeah. you what ten years
1: of hospitality does. You know how to be a bitch real fucking well. I have an amazing <laughs> fuck off face. Like nobody's business. And I tell you what, if someone tries to touch me, I'm not even going to finish the sentence. Have you hit Just anybody? Be like, like
0: straight up punched a motherfucker?
1: Yeah, 100%. Uh-huh, Touches my body yes. that I don't... If it, if someone... And it's happened to me before. Actually, fun story. So there's a whiskey bar in Sydney. I'm trying to remember what it's called. It's been, this is a while ago. And I was at the bar, and it was one of the best experiences I've had being assaulted at a bar. This guy touched me, and I was like what the fuck are you doing and he's like oh i didn't do anything and i'm like fuck like don't touch me anyway he touched me again and i was like what the fuck are you doing the bartender, so i'm at the bar <clears throat> they were like what's going on i'm like this dude's like touching me and he's like no i'm not anyway they went and checked on the camera <laughs> and of course he had and so they kicked him out and they charged him for my drinks which yes! Is the fuck yes. Absolute best. They're like, oh, don't correct like, answer. No, actually, I think what happens is they're like, oh, here's a drink. And I'm like, oh, you guys don't have to do that. You just handled this amazingly. It's totally not your fault. Like you're kicking him out. I'm good. They're like, oh no, no, no we charge it to him. Okay, I will have a drink. Thank you. <laughs> um But ordinarily, yes. I will turn around and so I used to I used to, when I was younger. I used to be like, you know, I'd turn around and be like, hey, I'd really appreciate if you didn't do that. Like, I don't know why you think touching me is okay. All this stuff. They would just laugh in my faces. So now I turn around and slap them across the face. It is the only thing that works. Because you, embar- you have to embarrass them. But also, like, you have to understand, every time I leave the house, I get catcalled. A lot of times I get like grabbed if I'm out in places that I'm unfamiliar with. And like, at some point you just lose your fucking patience. I'm 34. I've been cat catcalled on the street since i was 12 years old like there is a point of like fuck you. like i scream at people on the street too if i if it's safe to do so because it's not always safe and i'm always worried in this country that people have guns and that they are going to kill me but like <laughs> ordinarily <laughs> fuck you oh it's a drive-by <laughs> there's the drive-bys are the guys who like get to like this point which all the people who are listening to this podcast can't see and then they'll be like oh you're sexy and i'm like go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> and more so It's fine. I have been like further harassed because of it before, but I'm just like, I'm at my wit's end. It will be like in the middle of COVID with a mask on, with tracksuit pants, with a baggy jacket, with no makeup, and some fucking dude wants to be like, hey, honey. I'm like, how this? How? Like, there is nothing for you here. I just want to go do my fucking errands. I'm doing laundry. Why are you harassing me?
0: Bitch, I got a ponytail. I haven't showered in two days. Go
1: get like, the fuck I haven't out. washed my hair. I have not like even like I'm not like a you know. Anyway, I can't even. I can't. I can't. <laughs> anyway, so if, if someone has the audacity to touch my body without my permission, of course I'm gonna slap them across the fucking face. And I have almost slapped my friends once or twice uh, because of this. Because I if I don't see what's coming, I just turn around and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'll never do that again.
0: Oh my gosh! So I, I, so for our our male listeners, um, take notes. Don't do this. Uh, don't, do that. don't do that. Right? Uh, the fucking gentleman. Being a gentleman is a fucking thing that's disappearing, and that's mm. goddamn.
1: Think about bullshit. how you feel when you go into a gay bar, and that is how women feel all the time.
0: I love going into gay bars because, for this reason, because uh, you choose. Right. Well, my wife also tries to like freak me out. Uh, so I'm I'm totally good. Look, I go to a gay bar, I'm gonna flirt with all the bartenders. Like, I'm and and that's the best part is I go in and I'm like, no, 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 honey. Here I get bought beer. Like, you dudes don't buy you drinks here. Dudes buy me drinks here, (laughs) and I'm drinking for free. I'm good. Like, we're like, yeah, no, I am I'll flirt with the dude for free beer. Like, I'm happy with that. Like it's no issues that whatsoever. But uh, but no, like I I, I enjoy them. But right? you're choosing I, to do that. True, mm. true, right. Um, but back to like the gentleman thing, right? So yes. We gotta, we, we gotta, we gotta fucking. I don't know where I was going. That was an adventure. I don't know where I, that was. The, there was no end. I, I was there. ready for you didn't it. Tell me about nothing, your gay, your wear. gay
1: experience. <laughs> I'm listening. You know no. me. I'm an advocate for everybody being bisexual. So.
0: Oh yeah, no, totally. No, no, that wasn't a thing. Um. <laughs> Actually, the only person that has actually made me kind of consider it, other than Ryan Reynolds, um, I, I don't know, to either one of you Peloton? No? no? no. Okay. <laughs> well, so you can YouTube Cody Rigsby. Uh, he's a Peloton instructor. The guy's fucking amazing. Mm. Why do like dudes I... love
1: Ryan Reynolds? Like, a lot of dudes are like, yeah, Ryan Reynolds. I Have wouldn't seen know. him? It's interesting to me. There are specific I'm... dudes that dudes like. Like, our producer for Cult America, Samori, dudes, every dude I've introduced him to is like, that's a handsome dude. I'm like, why why do dudes love you? Like, yeah, sure, he's a handsome dude, but like people always be like, yo, every dude I've introduced him to is like, that's a handsome dude. I'm like, okay. Okay, Samora, you're killing it with straight men here. I don't know how that helps you, but like, you're doing great. Is it because he's six foot seven? Maybe.
3: Height does help.
1: Dudes love him.
0: Height, height does it. Hate dudes does love it.
1: Ryan Reynolds too. Always Ryan Reynolds. I, so like, I, yeah, Ryan Reynolds. I'm like, really? Of all the men? Yeah, it's interesting to me. Like, I, the I mean,
0: rock is right there, not the rock. <laughs> he's too big. big. You, you can't, can't cut cut with him can't cuddle with him. I'm not we fucking so doing that. Like, like, no, hell no. <laughs> no,
3: you'd be sleeping on rocks. That's that's not fun. So <laughs> hey, oh, hey like, the rock. There Academy. you go. I didn't even do that on purpose. Holy fuck. So, but no, like, but no, like, no fake. Like with people who are cut like that, that has got to be so uncomfortable. It's just like. Me, but I mean, fuck, I'm not cut, so fuck, I don't know. (laughs) I have one one muscle. (laughs) Just just one. one? Yep. (laughs) Like, honestly, like, just the bar scene seems exhausting. And, like, honestly, like, the whole people washing part is there was a time where I got to the point where I was people washing other people trying to pick people up and just seeing how hard people were working at it and i forget my wife and i were somewhere with uh, you know some of her friends and so they kind of went off and did their thing so i'm just chilling at the bar just kind of chilling and this guy was trying so hard to just sound really cool and like in my head i'm like dude and like to me and i'm a dude you sound like you're working way too hard <laughs> it's like bro let it go.
1: I hate, so I've never, ever gone to a bar and been like, I need to get hooked up tonight. Like, and I'm single and I'm, I'm just, I like my own company. If I happen to meet someone that I'm attracted to, sure. If I don't, I don't care. I've never in my life. And I've, I've got people who I know who are like obsessed with like dating and meeting someone and all this shit. And I'm just not about that life. And so like, I think it must be exhausting and I definitely and that's what I mean when I say where can I go and feel like safe like I can just have a beer like that's what going to a bar is for me I'm not like trying to pick up like I don't know like met a guy on a subway the other day I met a guy on a plane the other day you can meet people everywhere it doesn't have to be a bar but what I like about bars is what I like about being on say a show like this or like talking to Carl which is that like you're outside of your group of people and what they know and i think that that's really important and that's something we don't do enough anymore is like meeting people like i like a good bar with people with different age groups for example or different like backgrounds or whatever it's like it's a really cool place to go and just be like get in like to a conversation with someone who has a completely different world perspective than you and try to understand them if they're into that although you know things have been divided lately and being a migrant talking about America is not always people's favorite thing.
0: True, and I I, I want to come back to that, so don't let me like stray too far oh, yeah. from that. But um, I, the the bars are not for sex thing, mm. right? Um, and that's I I I hate that because there's you can tell the people that come in there that are hunting, mm-hmm. and it's like, duh, get the fuck out. Like, stop. and they're not having because... fun unless
1: they're getting laid and it's like
0: no seriously like hmm. a- and there's an entire other environment and that's what a- i almost feel bad for them right hmm. there there is a whole nother environment available to you right now um you are so focused on breeding um that like you're missing <laughs> yeah we trying to breed it the um, fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: That's generous of you to think that it's about breeding
0: <laughs> sorry uh, yeah anyway um it sounded cleaner in my mind but like <laughs> but they miss out on on the rest of the adventure right they miss out on everything else um because what they don't see right they they miss the old guy at the bar that has some of the best stories that they've never heard right there is a they woman miss-
1: who goes to my regular bar who is we don't know how old she is but she's a black southern lady she must be in her 60s or 70s i'm hazarding a guess she is from alabama she married this Upper East Side white dude. They got divorced. He passed away. And she moved to Lower East Side. She walked into this dive bar and she's like, I want a martini with blue olives. And they're like, we don't fucking have that. And she's like, whatever. I'll just have a martini. She just decided she lives there now. And she goes there like three times a week. She tried cocaine for the first time. Like like a year ago. Like we, She was like, do you guys want some cocaine? We're like, what the fuck are you doing? And she was like, oh, I just, and we're like, "Do you do go ahead. She's like, no, I never did it before. I just thought I'd try it. And I'm like, respect. Okay. I guess, you know, whatever. But like, you know, how else would you meet her? How else would you fucking meet her? And like, that's so great. Like, why miss out on that? Because you're trying to get pussy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's so cool. Like her whole life story is so cool. Yes. <laughs> sorry i interrupted no, you but like, you made me think of some moral and i've had a couple no now, so.
0: no that was fucking wonderful because i think there's the picture right and that's the shit that you miss mm. um when when you go into those places and you don't take the time to just sit there and listen right and uh airport bars airport bars are fucking amazing because you have people from everywhere mm-hmm. and they're going everybody's going somewhere right? Everybody has, uh, everybody's been traveling. So they're grumpy, right? That's why they're at the bar drinking at the airport. Um, because they fucking don't want to be there. The best bar experience I have ever had was in Austin, Texas. And there is this tiny little bar. Uh, it's like nine seats. So three up, three across and three back. So you shape bar, right? There's one seat open. I walk in and I sit down and instantly everybody's like, all right, what's your story? And every, like, everybody just looks at you and you're like, uh, uh, and you start talking. Right. Um, and then they're like, all right, that's a dumb story. Tell us the next story. Like, make something up. Yeah. No dude, seriously. Anytime like a new person would come in, it was, everybody did the same thing. All right. What's your fucking story? Good. Like, come on in asshole. What's you like, it was amazing. It was so wonderful. And nobody was there to like, try to take somebody home. Everybody was there cause they had to get somewhere, you know, And the socialization that happened because of that was fucking phenomenal. And that is, that is like what I love about bars. That is what I want from my bar. Mm -hmm. Right. I, you know, you know, relax. Like if, if an encounter happens at the end of the evening, congratulations, good job. That's not why you came here.
1: You can facilitate that. You can facilitate that environment. Like definitely the bar that I regularly go to there, there were people who would come in and they would try to have that pickup behavior and like, no one even would have to say anything. They would walk in and they would be like, oh, this isn't a place for that. And they would go. Right. Like it, 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 you can get a bar, especially a small bar to a point where people understand that's not what it's for.
3: It, it's definitely a, uh, if you're looking to hook up, that's what clubs are for. That's not what bars are for. Exactly. Bars are for the folks who at the end of a long day want to have just a, a mellow drink and just chill for a minute. Or if you're there with a group, they just want to hang out. It, it's almost like a, a home away from home. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's what that's for. If you're looking to hook up. You
1: need a space between it. Like, sometimes, some days I'm just like, I don't care if I have a drink. Like, there used to be months before COVID where I would not drink for a month. That's not maybe going to ever happen again. Who <laughs> does it that? used to happen. And it was fine. Witch- and I would literally witchcraft. go to my regular bar and I'd have a cup of tea. And it was just like you just need that spot like between being at work and going home sometimes to just like having a cup yeah. of, having a cup of tea a bar is kind of dope actually sometimes. You have an
0: I I have never done that.
1: It's um It's pretty fun.
0: So I'm going to take your word for it. Yeah. I maybe I'll give that a shot.
1: I love you. You're like I've never done that and I'm not I'm not gonna Probably not. <laughs>
0: Cuz I well, don't I drink mean, tea.
1: In this economy? No. No. This is back when I had optimism about the world. (laughs) (laughs) Back when I was alive. Maybe I'll stop drinking, (laughs) and I'm like, "Oh, have you seen the world? No, I'm gonna continue to drink."
0: (laughs) And fuck COVID, because much like the airlines, um, they it's it's really just kind of uh, fucked up the whole. We forgot how to socialize.
3: Oh fuck yeah!
0: And and we're not learning or relearning or taking the time to relearn how to socialize. Uh, And that's, that's horrific.
1: What I love though is because like, I've always been really good at like community managing very awkward people. And, and I think that what I do appreciate about this is like, there is a level of like honesty that comes with interactions now. Like I have had meetings where I'm like, like I had my, I had my first meeting back with like an alumni and We'd both been vaccinated. It was like just after the vaccines had happened. We'd both been vaccinated or whatever. And we just both were like, we don't know the fuck what we're doing. Like, this is really like hard. And then I had really bad allergies. And at some point, like my nose started running and I was oh. mortified. Cause I'm like, you can't be sick anymore. But it was literally just allergies. <laughs> he was so great about it. But my point is it's like, there's a level of honesty now. Like people will be like, you know what? I'm just really struggling at like, this level of social interaction. like I don't know how to speak to people anymore. And I think that like, as someone who like, like I'm very neurodivergent and like, I can be really great and turn it on. And I can also be really like introverted. And I, I need a lot of alone time to do the outside time. And like, I think that what I appreciate now is I feel more like I can be like, hey, I'm, I'm just really struggling to do this right now. And the other thing that I love is that I hate small talk, like a lot. Mm. And people do that way less now. And like oh, also yeah. I like, call people on it now. I'm like, we're not doing that. Like no, I we nobody gave gives a up. fuck about the weather. I don't <laughs> care. Shut up, Bob. <laughs> like you're more yeah. likely like that again to like this. Yeah. I mean, I in England they're always gonna talk about the weather. Let's be real. Yeah. But you know, here in America, I'm not doing that anymore. I refuse. I <laughs> yeah. refuse, refuse small talk. We're calls. gonna do, I what Americans do it America. Anyway.
0: Anyway. Talk about politics. Yeah.
3: No, see, like small small talk is non existent. Like small talk is painful for me. Like, if somebody comes up and they, hey, how's it going? I'm like, good. And they'll kind of stand there and be like, like they're waiting for something. I'll be like, oh, fuck, you asked me a question, I answered it, I get the fuck out of here. It's like, I, I got nothing else to say to you. And like, they'll kind of just awkwardly walk away. And it's like, okay, well, that was fun. Like, thanks for taking, you know, two minutes out of my day.
1: Worst fucking thing. So my accent's sort of bastardized enough now that people don't always pick up on Australian straight away the australia conversation which people try to have me three times a day (laughs) because everybody has a story about australia everybody and it could just be that they always wanted to go to australia or it could be that they know one person in one of the cities that i lived in and they're like do you know bob and i'm like speaking of bob who we were talking about before and i'm like no like it's like really big country what's the weather like in australia i don't know what's the weather like in america That's a really dumb question but then there's like (laughs) americans who like they've been to australia one time and that's like their whole personality now they're like i lived in australia i'm like that's awesome for you i lived in america but let's just talk about something else because i've had this conversation three thousand times and i am so tired of it where are you from all over
0: jesus christ betty you were there for a week shut up yeah
1: but people be like oh i went there and like all this shit it's like you know the people who went to new york once and they're like oh that pizza and i went to the Times square and you're just like yeah that's that's i'm a
3: new yorker (laughs) yeah who who basically walked through there like for the weekend and they think they're a new yorker
1: Yeah. yeah yeah
3: yeah yeah
2: yeah i'm in yeah. new york
3: because i watch a lot of tv that takes place in new york so it's okay. do you know
1: what that's crazy that's actually and that's an episode coming in the future of cold america for sure that's an incredible propaganda campaign and which it was one of the mayors who decided to do that and what's hmm. crazy is like everyone i know who's been to new york from other countries they're like i got there and i felt like i was i was at home and i'm like of course you did because it's on every fucking television show to a point <laughs> where like you get here and you're like Wow, this is so familiar. Why do I feel so at home? Of course you do. You have been had this fed to you on your television screen your entire life. Of course it feels like home. It's an amazing so, propaganda campaign. Soft power. It, America's it. created it. Sorry, continue. <laughs>
0: no, you 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 hear the the when you walk through. Oh, this was filmed here. Oh, this was filmed here. Oh, this was this, and th- this was here, and this was here, and this was here, and you're like like okay shut the fuck up like you're no, but literally that's like, standing if you next to a, a 200 wife, year old chapel right, right now yeah what?
1: no but if you yeah, hear, like, like, like my old place i lived on this really nice street and one time i was like i like threw on whatever clothes i had i was like going to go get something from the store i walked out and there was like a floodlight they were filming on my street i had no idea and i was just like track tracksuit i was like what the fuck is going on and like that an happened extra, several me. times
0: yeah i was so i i swung by uh Back in December, um, some of my cadets were coming in for the Army-Navy football game, and, uh, and I, w- I was going to meet them. up, And um, we, we got to spend some time there, and it wasn't what I saw that made it feel like home, right? I didn't do the, the stereotypical like, oh, it's home, because uh, I saw it on TV <laughs> once. No. So I stepped out of Grand Central, mm. and I got hit with the smell of uh, burning meat burning pretzels and garbage mm-hmm. all of the no you, josh you're shaking your head because you don't oh. fucking understand but that's there's oh. a there is there is a smell mm-hmm. that is new york city mm-hmm. and that smell hit me in the face and i was like oh, i missed you oh my god <laughs> i missed you uh you know and it was i mean like, i
1: know you don't live here but like fuck man you sound like a new yorker to me
0: yeah <laughs> like that like that was the place right nobody makes eye contact everybody's like fuck off like it was like yes no, my because people. it's a very kind city it.
1: New York is a very kind city. Yeah. We're not nice, but you know what? Niceness isn't always kind. Niceness is asking for your time. Niceness is, you know, like fake. New Yorkers are kind. I don't know if you've ever dropped something on the subway or like tripped on the street or anything like that. But like I, the other day I was holding a coffee on the subway and they, like, overfill my coffee. I fucking hate it when this happens. Always overfill my fucking coffee. And so, like, it's dripping on my hands. And I was, like, kind of, like, looking at my roommate. Like, and I was, like, oh, it's fucking annoying. And I was, like, do you have napkins? She's, like, no. And the guy across from me just, like, handed everyone in New York always has fucking napkins. Handed me napkins. I've seen someone drop a coffee in the subway. Five people came with napkins. Like, you never see, like, situations where someone's in need where people aren't helping. Like, people are always paying attention and people are always willing to help. People are very kind, like, for example, about like, you know, people sleeping on the subway or sleeping on the stations. No one's like, if it could be peak hour metro, someone's sleeping on a subway, no one's going to disturb that person. They're like, no. they someone to sleep. We're going to yeah. let them alone. Like, no one's mad about it. No one's judgmental of it. They're like, they need to sleep somewhere. It's fucking cold outside. Like, let them rest. And I love that about New York. And that's like when I yeah. talk about to people about, Australia versus New York, for example, or like the South versus New York. It's like, sure, people are really nice in Australia, but like, they'll be really nice and then they'll turn around and like say a bunch of shit. But like people in New York, they're going to say it to your face. And I really prefer fuck you to my face than behind my back.
0: Yes. Fair enough. Fuck yes. 100%. I'm very socially yes. Go-
1: anxious. I like to live in a city where I'm like, just say fuck you. It's cool. I can handle it. What I can't handle is the fake niceness and the feeling of that, you know? Hmm.
0: Yeah, mm. totally, absolutely, and that was when we like first started getting into the city and and like spending time there. Uh, we, you know, the first time there, the subway fucking foreign to us. We had no mm. idea what the fuck is going on, and nobody helped until we asked, mm. right? And that was one of the things I found out later is everybody's willing to help. They're just not going to help you unless you ask them. Mm-hmm right and that was that's what i thought was fucking cool Hmm. um because it kind of it does it feels new yorkers love
1: to tell people how to take the subway by the way yeah could love it Do they? like you ask them and they're like yeah fuck i know what you gotta do (laughs) like even if you don't really need to know all of it they'll be like what you gotta do because like you'll be like oh shit like is this going to brooklyn or whatever like very simple question like Oh, so where are you going? Okay, so what you gotta do is you have gotta take this train to this train, and like you want to be in like this car, like that will like give you like detailed fucking instructions. Like they love, yeah. they love that they know how to use it. They want to tell you about it. Fall into this trap too. I always tell people with the subway, I'm like, am I a local? I am. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let the accent fool you. Let me tell you how to get there. I know.
0: <laughs> I I believe you're a local. It's been what four years, five years. It's
1: re- years and usually the rule is 10 years but um my friend who is a new yorker told me and i obviously she doesn't represent all of new yorkers but she's like honestly lisa you came back in covid like you were stuck out of the city and you did like everything you could to return and so i am i feel like you know if you run back towards new york in time of disaster you get to be a new yorker early Mm. so i'm claiming it also i that's fair fully ad- like my whole attitude is New Yorker. It was New Yorker before I even moved here. Like, that's why I live here. It's like I just match the city. Anyway, I feel like mm-hmm. I'm talking way more than both of you, which is good. I think it's feminism, but let's, you know, <laughs> I should let you guys talk. I really, I'm taking up all the time.
0: Josh, what do you got? <laughs>
3: uh, yep. Uh, I yep. Mean, uh- no, like, New York is, like, it's always the backdrop for something, and I mean, I'm into movies and TV and shit like that, so it's always the backdrop. Um, it's always somewhere that I've always wanted to go at some point in time. Senior? No, oh, no, fuck. I think the closest I've ever gotten to uh, Michigan.
2: Uh, I'm- how
3: have you never... I'm judgment. I'm one I'm one Sorry, of those I don't, individuals where if Josh I Josh is
0: to my left so I'm flipping him off. No. Okay, yeah. I don't okay, I don't know how everybody question. screams. how
1: many states in America have you been to? Uh-oh. Hang
0: on. Most... 39.
1: How do you know?
3: How do 30, know that 39 off or 42? The top of your head? I have to like count.
1: Okay, I'm a, I'm let you count. I, I have know. to go my phone is in the other room. I have to go and get it because that's where my count is, but my point is, and you guys can discuss this for me. So I've been to every state and territory in Australia, obviously less states and territories than here. And I actually was, I've never been to New Zealand and that's my big shame because I was always meant to go and I had reasons to go. And then every time it was canceled, it never happened. And I feel incredibly ashamed that I've never been to, uh, to uh, New Zealand. I've been to heaps of Asian countries, but never New Zealand. But moving here, my aim was to go to every state. Oh, I haven't been to Michigan, by the way. But I, I have a what? list. I have to find my phone. It's in the other room. I know, I know. But I've been to a lot, and I can't remember how many. It's between ten and fifteen, I think. But I've got to go. I go I'm searching your... my phone in the other room. Give me <laughs> go get your back. list.
0: <laughs> yeah, go get your list, and we'll talk shit later. So yeah, totally. So uh, yeah.
1: like, I don't. How do you have the
3: number thirty nine just so easily offhand? Like, I have to like count, like think back to the states that I've been. Because fuck, I don't even remember what states I've been to.
0: Uh, so, like, I keep track of that because oh, I want to get to all 50. Oh, Jesus.
3: No, like, I've been most of the East Coast uh, up to New York minus, like, I guess. Can you count it if you
0: just drove through it? Have you been there?
3: Okay, but what do you count as been there? Like, been like, there you, as you, in, no, like. No, you don't have
0: to visit. Like, we drove through. Like, oh, so fine. I. Yeah, so I've, I, say, I, mean, I can, see.
3: Fuck, Nessie. Now I, I'd have to see a map because, well, fuck. I don't know. My depth reception is getting a little weird, anyways. <laughs> so, so we're gonna, we're gonna take a uh, a slight moment because honestly, the chat has been regular, has been scrolling. So I keep <laughs> catching myself like reading the chat, I'm like, man, what are these fuckers doing over here? But uh, so Hermes, be- uh, in the lack of uh, Joe being on tonight because I know he uh he's been uh, a little rough right now. Uh, Hermes is picking up. He's. I'm assuming he's speaking like Scottish. <laughs> it's. It's pretty
0: funny. Why like, is I'm, he speaking Scottish? Okay, I don't know because I lost
3: it somewhere. So I don't know how that started. But I'm just sitting there, kind of watching this go. I'm like, dude, this is awesome.
1: <laughs> Who's speaking Scottish?
3: Uh, somebody in the chat. They're. uh They're doing all kinds of. I'm assuming they're speaking Scottish because that. That sounds about right. Um, I'm, I, so I can, it's,
1: I'm Scottish. But like actually, like Americans like to do wait, this. Wait, wait, like whoa, 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 whoa. wait, 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 wait. Back up.
0: <laughs> You're Scottish?
1: Yeah, like my grandpa has a Scottish accent. I have ancestral rights to live in the UK. I'm Scottish. Um, well, that, so I is that because be like it's an British Australian Scottish thing accent.
2: though?
3: Hmm? Doesn't that kind of no, come with no, an keep Australian going. thing? Because don't you like kind of still deal with England a whole lot too? No,
1: funny. Like, I thought that was a case. And the first time I tried to go to the UK, they were like really rude. And I was like, yo, we share a queen. We're not cool. We're and like cousins. Like, no, bro. <laughs> no. They're like, you're trying to live here illegally? I'm like, I have literal ancestral rights to live here. But, like, <laughs> oh, fuck. If I fucking live here, and at that point I was bartending, I make six pounds an hour as a bartender, I would just claim my fucking birthright. Like, don't be rude to me. But I've never been to Scotland. But my grandpa is born in Scotland. He has a Scottish accent. My great-grandma is actually the one who chose the spelling of my name. Um, She passed when I was, I think, 17. And um, she's, like, very Scottish. And so I used to be able to have a Scottish accent. Great. But what's funny here is people are obsessed with heritage. So in Australia, not so much. Like, I never really referred to myself as Scottish before. Like, of course, like, no it ever came up. But – everyone always wants to know my like ethnicity here. And I'm like, I'm just like every white person together. Like I I have definitely like British, Scottish, French, Scandinavian, and German roots. Like look at my skin. My dad has red hair. I'm like, I have pale with freckles and green eyes and blonde, my hair is like blonde, right? So it's like, this is my natural hair color, which is like dark blonde. Uh, It's my
0: natural hair color too.
1: Yeah, I'm like- (laughs) Yeah, mine too. The white it, it, it's people, also Joshs That's me um anyway I've been to 16 states I can list them for you Alabama yes. Arizona California Georgia Illinois Louisiana Massachusetts Maryland Minnesota New Jersey Nevada New York Pennsylvania Tennessee Texas Virginia and then I have also been to Washington DC
0: That's a good list I've never be- so I've never been to Nevada.
1: So I only went to Nevada because my sister, so, and actually my sister lives in Utah, so I probably will go to Utah this year, but, um, she's plays Div 1 basketball for Southern Utah and, um, she had a basketball competition there. And then we went to Arizona for a day and like did a hike and shit. Um, I, people have different rules about like being in states, like I've driven through states. I don't count it. We, we Josh, were just Josh, and I were just talking about that. Really? Right, so, yeah. You okay, can't so. count driving through. I drove oh, through can't? Belgium. Oh. I haven't been to Belgium. Okay. I just. But went did, to you like
0: and, like, oh, so, did you stop and like cheat? So you like like hang out a little bit? You know what I mean? Like so, there's.
1: You have like, to do so, something there. You have to like, do something.
0: Okay. Can you sure?
3: Can you count like stopping and like peeing as doing something there? No,
1: oh, I, I stopped at a gas station in Belgium. <laughs> On my way from Germany to France, I think that was the trip I was making, and I don't count it. Like I don't count Belgium. Like have I driven through it? Yeah, but I don't count Belgium.
3: Mm. So you like apart?
1: Like I've like I've I have been to Riyadh Airport in Saudi Arabia. I've been to Qatar like airport. I've been to Dubai Airport. I've been to Singapore Airport. I've been to all of these airports, right? Like I don't airports count it.
0: don't count. Yeah, airports don't count. Airports mm-hmm. are their own countries mm-hmm. within okay. countries. Yeah. Yes. Okay, driving so- through, driving through, I have a little bit of beef with because oh. I mean, you do have to stop, and and I mean, if you just blast through, right, you don't stop at all. There's no nothing like whatever. Um, but Come if you okay, I, I, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Um, but you stop and you have see to do something,
1: something right? right? I didn't spend a night in Arizona, but we hiked in Arizona for a day. I'm counting Arizona. Oh,
0: and. Mm -hmm. You hike there. So that, that would be legit to me. So, so no, if you stop and do something, um, my daughter and I did, uh, the most haunted, like new England things, right. Uh, like a list of them. And, Mm. uh, so we, we like Massachusetts, uh, New Hampshire, Maine, Vermont, right? Came down and hit Connecticut. We stopped. We didn't stop for long. Right. Mm -hmm. But we got out and we looked at every place we We walked around. Like, so, so I count it. Right. Uh We we weren't there for like hours on end. We we did something. Right. So other than P like, you know what I mean? We did something (laughs) other than P there. So, Mm -hmm. so I, I, that's what we count. And anytime like I travel anywhere, I make a point to go like somewhere and do something. I let, show me something local,
1: Well, cause I'm a, tra- I'm Let a very me go haphazard to a bar. traveler. So my brother is the opposite of me. So when we went to China, like we did like a tour, which actually was pretty perfect with China. Cause it's not really tourist friendly, but for me, I just like go to a city and rock up at a bar and then see what happens. And like some crazy shit happened in the U S like when I was in Nashville. So no, when I was in New Orleans, I met these Dutch guys who were like, you have to, um, couch stuff with this dude in Nashville um and it's is dude with a mansion what? and he like would like he just with his doors were always open he was like i'm gonna go away for the holidays i'm just gonna just like close the door when you leave it's gonna be fine i'm like you're just leaving me in your house he's like yeah sure whatever but like he does this like whole tour and then like i ended up at this like christmas party with a bunch of like american idol singers you know like you just end up in the craziest situations if you just like go somewhere and meet people and you're like, cool, let's go. So, wait, 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 wait. So I we're not going to blow music past. Was Hold so on, embarrassing. You, you're going to have in... that
0: conversation. We, Josh, we're at, we're at an hour forty eight. We need to. Okay.
1: No, we don't. Well, I, we're, real quick, real, real quick, we're no, going no, no, no. I have going to anywhere. wrap my head so around going to the last screen. call. Okay. The quick.
0: podcast part of this has to stop because I don't have time tomorrow to do seven hours of editing. So. <laughs> okay so so okay. T- we're this can this conversation okay. is continuing okay. all right we just need to wrap up the podcast part of this and we'll go to Les call Great. okay let's so wrap we it didn't up
1: even argue about my opinions about america yet but okay oh go that's on. coming we're
0: getting no, there here here we go yeah all right josh all right you ready yeah okay. go <laughs> okay folks thank you for the adventure that was tonight i don't know how i'm gonna edit this but we're gonna fucking figure that out here later on today uh we have been joined this evening by none other than Lisa Charlotte, who is amazing. She You can find her on uh, Cult America <laughs> podcast. You can find her, like, yeah, just look up Lisa Charlotte. Uh, Twitter, super active. Uh, the Sweet Bitter podcast, again, I, I can't say enough about this. Uh, season one with Sappho, season two is currently Pirates. Uh, it's it's wonderful. Uh, absolutely wonderful. Um, uh, the Cult America thing is great. We're going to keep talking about that in last call, so for the podcast listeners, you're going to miss that conversation. Sorry for you. You should be here. Mm -hmm. So, uh, make an effort to come join us on Thursday nights (laughs) at seven 30, and then you can come to the last call. Or once Josh gets his shit together, we can figure out the Patreon thing and you can watch it there too. So with that, we're going to wrap up Lisa. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. It is absolutely wonderful to hang out with you and spend time with you. I love this, Josh, your head is shiny. I hate that. I'm not there to fucking, squeeze it and rub it
3: yeah it's it's a part of the alcohol and the fact that i shaved yesterday so
0: nice. <laughs> well, you're looking you're looking mighty handsome all right nice. folks that's gonna wrap it up for us here at the tavern tonight thank you so much for coming cheers